0: Happy Earth Day from Dai Kaiju Network Podcast, where we have a healthy obsession with Kaiju. I am your co-host Kent, and with me is your other co-host.
1: Jason, how's it going, everyone?
0: and so here we are we're doing as writer episodes 19 through 21 for this particular episode and before we proceed with common writer jason housekeeping
1: yes a little bit of the usual housekeeping here if you're watching us on uh, youtube if you see the subscribe button down below uh, make sure to hit that subscribe button as well as uh, hit uh, smash the like button and uh, you can find us everywhere all in one place at our uh, link tree uh, link there for slash Network, and uh, we're on the following video platforms besides YouTube we're on Twitch, Rumble, Facebook and as well as Odyssey and we have uh, audio platforms as well such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts iHeartRadio as well as TuneIn and you can find both audio and video versions of our episodes right over at our own website at daikaiju.network.com.
0: Yeah, and so, um, one thing about, Um, Next month, as far as podcasts go, we're only going to have one podcast next month. It's going to be on May 6th, and it's going to begin a little bit later, 2.30 Eastern Standard Time, uh, because my son has a soccer game uh, that's going to run late that day. So for the zero people that actually watch (laughs) us uh, for our live stream podcast, there's a reminder for you that we're going to start later. Um, Yep. And then on top of that, um, what we're going to be covering is instead of Spectrum Man, uh, May this year marks the 25th anniversary of the 1998 Godzilla TriStar movie. Mm-hmm. And so what Jason and I decided to do was to have a general discussion about the film, its legacy, all sorts of stuff, kind of similar to what we did with Kong back in March. And uh, some of you may not care for the movie or whatever that's too bad but um (laughs) i think the movie is still very important it is obviously if you've been listening to us long enough it's a personal favorite of mine and i think uh there's there's a lot to be said about how influential the movie was especially in a positive way and i have a sort of a a way of looking at the movie that is different from what anyone else has mentioned about it over two and a half decades it's been one that i have told jason about a little bit i told him about it like three four months ago something to that extent and i had been meaning to write it up as an article on our site but I just didn't do it. And so this particular discussion will give me the opportunity to um, bring up this new way of looking at the movie the and, and this new way of looking at a Godzilla movie where a lot of people just simply dismiss as being a giant popcorn movie, which on the one hand, there's nothing wrong with that, but at the same time, I think it's a wrong way of looking at this particular godzilla movie because most of your godzilla movies tend to have some type of theme or message to them and i do believe that the 98 movie has been way too easily dismissed as being nothing more than just a a monster on the loose uh Mm -hmm. film that there really is something to it my hope is that uh this message will get out there and people will kind of look at the movie a little bit differently and just in general respect it more instead of looking at it from a superficial manner that so many have for two and a half decades and Mm -hmm. have simply uh, hated it for... and I'm not going to apologize for saying this for a bunch of stupid reasons, that uh, this movie deserves more credit than it has received um, for 25 years. So uh, that's something I want to bring up, too, during our discussion here in a couple of weeks. So, um, And then something that came up this week, as I'm sure most of you that are – Paying attention at all to anything, Kaiju, the teaser trailer for Godzilla X Kong, the new empire, came out. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a 36 second teaser trailer of a Congo-like monkey uh, basically <laughs> showing his own collection. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told Jason after I saw it here the other day, I said, it reminds me of one of those Congo monkeys. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> the, Like those uh, kind of really deranged gorilla-like monkey <laughs>
0: here's the thing okay I, I, quick you know indulge me for a moment on congo um that movie yes not the greatest movie you're ever gonna see and but the movie that too has gotten a bad rap for so many years um on just being what it is um we saw the movie, I think, twice in theaters. Like one time when it initially came out, and then when we visited a year or two later at our grandmother's, it was one of those special matinee type of films. And then I think we've – actually, no, we may have even seen it three times because I think we even rented it.
1: For, um, for me, I, I only remember seeing it once at the theater really? <laughs> um, when we were at our grandma's there, and I don't think I've really seen it much since I – do remember? I think the latest I caught uh, maybe a few minutes or a glimpse worth of that movie a year or two or so ago. I can. That was probably the most recent I've have at least caught it uh, briefly, but uh, I don't think I've really seen it all the way through since seeing it in theaters many years ago.
0: Yeah, I purchased the DVD of it year and a half two years ago something like that i've yet to revisit it and then i've been curious too i even i have it right here i'm not going to pull it out because what's going to happen is a jenga tower collapse is going to happen um but uh i even purchased the novel by michael Crichton. at some point i'm going to get to it and read it but um my memories of that were that it was actually pretty decent Uh, again it's not the greatest movie but that movie too i think deserves more credit than it has received Over the years, especially in a time where uh, so much CGI uh, inhabits most of our big sci-fi spectacle films. That's a movie that has a lot of um, uh, uh, – crap, what's the term? Um, Like actual effects, like suits and stuff. Practical effects? Practical effects, yeah, it has a <laughs> lot of practical effects uh, in it, men in suits and stuff. So I, I think again, if you haven't watched Congo in an awfully long time, it's probably worth checking it out. Again, I'm not saying it's Academy Award worthy. I mean, fuck the Academy anyway. But um, it's yeah. a movie that uh, it really is a lot of fun.
1: But uh, what do you think of the uh, the the official title for the? Upcoming Gazelle vs Khan sequel.
0: It's actually got me excited because I remember you and I—we were talking a month or two ago. You had brought up something about the movie, and I said I—I <clears throat> I wasn't all that excited. And typically, I get excited about this sort of thing, especially you know when you're talking about a reuniting of godzilla and kong and i said part of it was because i haven't heard much of anything And on top of that i thought maybe the whole thing uh... was more or less concluded with godzilla versus kong and um, seeing this teaser first and foremost i i like the title it's sort of in a way i think is a wink and a nod to longtime Godzilla fans, especially those who uh, grew up and are familiar with the Millennium era, mm. with the X in between their names and the title. On top of that, too, I really like this direction that it seems to be going—a um, slightly darker, more vicious mode. Um, mm. That's something I've been—I was hoping we would get. With Godzilla vs. Kong, and I'm not totally against the slightly lighter tone that film had, but I thought for something that was a big reuniting of the two most iconic, gigantic monsters that maybe would take a bit more of a serious tone than it did, uh, I like this Uh, where it's, I am assuming, anyways, it's going to be like uh, some long lost relative or ancestor of Kong that I don't know had a bad day or something (laughs) and is looking to be the villain. I still believe because there have been enough rumors swirling around that I think there's going to be another Toho Kaiju coming back. It's just a question of who is it going to be, Mm -hmm. but I'm excited now Mm -hmm. after seeing that teaser. And all that, I'm really excited uh, to see this film. And um, same here. There was a rumor going around too that a possible picture of the new Toho 2023 Godzilla film was leaked, but I've been hearing conflicting um, information as to um, whether or not that picture was legitimate or not but that's supposed to be coming out later this year too
1: yeah i haven't heard much about that uh since they announced it at godzilla day last november um just with that uh teaser poster that they have with that kind of the handwritten uh kind of japanese calligraphy of a g on a white background that was about it. I haven't heard much about it uh, since, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to what's in store with uh, the upcoming Monster films, especially after seeing that uh, teaser because, you know, with kind of this more of a lanky con uh, looking uh, kaiju there, and just the way his eyes are glowing, kind of makes me think that uh he'll have some kind of uh uh light and power that he uses or special ability uh that uses and some some people out there have been kind of remembering something like with electricity like the con in (laughs) 1962 has used or something of that sort or probably obtained uh some kind of uh like the, the power that powers the uh, the hollow earth, like those blue looking elements and stuff that we've seen float, floating around, and all that maybe tapped into that sort of power. I mean, there could be other possibilities.
0: I, that would be funny if this – I'm just going to call it a Kong. If this particular Kong beast is indeed modeled after the version, I think that would be kind of funny if, if that that's, were true. That's
1: actually <laughs> what I was thinking of, uh, about uh, the other day. Is like I wonder if they make this uh, Lanky Kong sort of a callback to the 1962 version because there's – quite a few scenes within that movie where his arms and stuff where he kind of looked like a little lanky, and I like your name some, lanky sort, Kong. Uh, some sort of instances
0: <laughs> so, yeah. <It's> Kong. <laughs> i can't take that seriously some, by some, them,
1: some of them have Kong. Uh, dubbed him cranky con <laughs> well
0: yeah he looks cranky yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh and then, alongside the uh, the title reveal for Godzilla X Con, there they, uh, I said Super Aya Productions, have also revealed uh, the next Ultraman that will be premiering July eighth here within the next few months, called Ultraman Blazar or Blazar. Not sure I how think they it's
0: Blazar.
1: Yeah, the so comics. it's. I'll, I'm not sure if you've seen um, the the new look for that new Ultraman. yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool looking it's interesting yeah kind of a kind of your not usual uh, design for an Ultraman that that's all I can sort of say so
0: um the OCD side of me looks at that and I'm like that's not symmetrical and yeah (laughs)
1: and kind of seems like they're going more with a uh, military uh, type of uh, main character of some sorts within here or kind of more kind of tactical sort of uh, approach uh, when it comes to the like this division whoever's going to be kind of like uh, the Science Patrol of this uh, series. But uh, yeah, so f- after watching that uh, teaser, it seems seems to be pretty promising in a way, but uh, we'll have to check uh, when that premieres, July 8th. And wish I would have uh, watched more of uh, the, uh, the previous season, uh, Ultraman Decker. I've only watched at least a few episodes and just... <laughs> even get around to it since so i'm probably guessing uh the super Riot youtube channel uh has uh taken those down for the time being but i don't know we'll we'll have to see so otherwise if there's um anything else you want to talk about um we can go into the meat and potatoes of the episode just
0: a brief thing like and again, you know, Mill Creek is teaming up with Disney for about the next 10 years. I, I still haven't heard anything as to whether or not Mill Creek is, is still going to be picking up any of these Ultraman titles.
1: It I f- could have sworn that I did see a more recent uh, Facebook, uh, Facebook post on uh, some sort of Ultraman related thing. I'll have to take a look at that.
0: Uh, Yeah, because I mean, like I've said numerous times on this podcast, uh, I'm a little hesitant to watch a lot of the newer Ultraman stuff um, just because a lot of just a lot of things about it just don't really click with my sensibilities. That doesn't mean I hate them. It's just I I just don't get the enjoyment out of them like I do with a lot of the older ones. There's something about, um, you know, the. So, and and a lot of people are going to hate this term I'm about to use but I can't think of any other word and I don't care for the term I'm about to use either but the the cheapness of some of the looks of, of the suits and even uh, other effects but there's there again it's similar to what I've said with the Showa era Godzilla and Gamera films there's there's a charm with a lot of that older stuff that seems to have been missing in a lot of the contemporary um versions of it and and i've mentioned this too with both Gamera and godzilla that kind of once you get into 80s and 90s stuff that charm that was there from the 50s through the 70s it's kind of missing and i the the little like the couple of um relatively recent Ultraman movies that I've seen, like Mega Monster Battle and that sort of thing. While fun in their own way, I, I don't find myself enjoying them as much as I do, like, the original Ultraman. And, and like, the first eight episodes I've seen so far of Ultraman Leo. And You're and one sort. of
1: them kind of people, eh? I am one
0: of them people. You got a <laughs> problem with that? <it?
1: laughs>
0: yes, I do, mister why we're talking about like cowboys (laughs) i have no idea (laughs) but yeah i mean i'm ready to talk common writer
1: all right let's start off with episode 19 the title for me uh is monster uh connie bubbler appears in hokkaido
0: that's the same title i have except um after i found out kind of what they're actually naming it in the subtitles i just changed connie bubbler to crab bubbler
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what it means yeah
1: so um it starts out uh, where we see a couple of fishermen on a, a little fishing boat in Osaka Bay, and then a minor tsunami comes in and just kind of tips them over. I don't know if they died <laughs> or something. I don't think they would die from some. We little don't see minor again thing. as far as I remember. Yeah, and uh, we uh, see Connie Bubbler rise up from Osaka Bay. So, uh, and he
0: cackles. I'm, I love his cackle. <laughs> eh, eh. <laughs> it's, it's like the Beavis cackle two decades before beavis came onto the scene
1: but higher pitched in a way but uh seems like that he sort of caused uh this minor tsunami and then we get to see a couple of scientists at this uh size uh seismometer observatory place and uh, and then we see uh connie Bobbler going to this electrical room of this uh place where these scientists were at cuts off the electricity uh, and then uh, the scientists stumble upon or see him and then kills the two scientists <laughs> there and uh, and then after that we get to see the uh, shocker later planning to detonate uh, some small nuclear explosions to uh, cause tsunamis and all that, so that's the reason why uh, Connie Bubbler uh, cuts off the electricity to the seismometer there, and then uh, we get to see uh, in the next scene uh, was it Conda, he finds this uh, uh, mini transceiver from uh, uh, the shocker, which Connie Bubbler had uh, at the time, and uh, while he killed kill this random diver.
0: <laughs> A rando. <laughs>
1: so uh, he takes it with him. And then Hayato uh, uh, Hi- Hi- chases the Shocker minions. Turns into Common Rider battles. Then as well as uh, Connie Bubbler uh, saving Panda When uh, Connie Bubbler retrieves the, the mini transceiver back and then kidnaps Conda uh, uh, there. And then high auto tracks down uh, the shocker base using shortwave uh, radio <laughs> and all I got that. got thing to say about that. And so after that, uh, he travels over to the observatory, chases down uh, the minions transforming into Common Rider once more and confronting Connie Bubbler and uh, Taki and Konda uh, while Common uh, uh, Rider was uh, uh, beating up on the minions and Connie Bubbler that they were taking the time to uh, trying to pinpoint uh, like the base off of the bay or something there and then right Rider heads over there once he uh, comes back to see the map of the pinpointed location infiltrates and confronts uh, Connie Bubbler and the minions for one last time prevents uh, the bombs from exploding and then defeats Connie Bubbler in the end there
0: so I've noticed this one thing in the past, but I seem to have noticed it more in this particular batch. Is there a shocker championship wrestling league?
1: You know, I was sort of thinking about that because it seems like both uh, Connie Bubbler and the uh, the next uh, uh, henchman and the next two episodes, which is the same one. It seems
0: like that they <laughs> all, of them all are the them wearing minions. the same ones. Yeah. All the minions have belts. And I'm like, okay, first of all, that waters down your championship if you have that many (laughs) titles being spread out. Second of all, I want to see the Shocker Championship Wrestling League because those are not belt buckles. Those are not regular buckles. Those... Our championship belts, and mm-hmm. I want to see this wrestling
1: <laughs>
0: being done within Shocker.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was sort—I of, was thinking about that when I saw that. I was like, those kind of look like uh, wrestling belts there, but then when you look at them more, it's just more or less the uh, the emblem of the Shocker insignia there. Which is
0: very Nazi-like, and it's like, yeah, you don't want to have something like that. (laughs) (laughs) But um, in all seriousness, though, too, I like the look of Crab Bubbler. Again, I think... The uh, Shocker General suits have gradually gotten better with time. And in fact, just to even kind of look ahead the next two episodes, the Dokugonder or Toxic Mothra suits, both in Caterpillar and Final Moth form, I think are spectacular as mm-hmm. well. I, I just think these suits started off from being, you know, serviceable suits and in, in rare cases, excellent, to now consistently being excellent i mean they're really really good they they mold appropriate um head headgear and appendages when necessary and other features um as well depending upon whatever it is that they're trying to model the shocker general out of so yeah. i really love the crab bubbler uh look and i like i said i love his cackle it, it, yeah. it, it, i just and, i love it
1: and speaking about uh the appearance of these uh, Shocker Generals um, suits and everything. Yeah, I would say that uh, the Connie Bubbler uh, ones, particularly the head part, is one of the better-looking ones in the series is, by yes. far. Along with uh, uh, Dokogander, uh, the uh, the moth form there. I would even
0: see the caterpillar form is really good, too.
1: <laughs> that... But I would say, even though all three of them are good, I would probably put that one at least last and then have uh, the Doku Gander moth form second and then probably uh, Connie Bubbler uh, being the first one. Just simply because of the complex design of the head part for uh, Connie that's, that's- Bubbler. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, they're just getting better and better, I mm-hmm. think, as time goes on. Um, I Okay, getting back to the radio frequency thing, I, I think this was used more as a means of padding out the episode because, as we have talked about numerous times when we've discussed this show, that it's been sort of a running gag, not only with us, but really even the show itself, where Common Rider magically shows up at shocker bases mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden in episode 19 we're having to use radio frequency waves to pinpoint where a shocker hideout is when in the past he just not happens to know and mm-hmm. shows up i mean it's uh, to it's doesn't me mean the padding out the story it's all it's
1: sort of the same thing like uh Specter Man has done but not not as bad as compared to Specter Man with, Spectre with man that low. turning back time
0: thing. <laughs> well, That's and we've just really here. Common Rider is the higher quality show. And Specter Man, I don't want to completely dump on that show because it has some of it, it has some entertaining qualities to it as well. Mm-hmm. Specter Man is a disaster though when it <laughs> comes to writing and all that compared to Common Rider. Right. Say what you want about Common Rider. It is in better shape than Specter Man is.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then um uh, what was uh, one of the other things? Oh, I liked uh, uh I think um, I think it was in this episode where you had um, Connie Bubbler, or I'm thinking of uh, Doku Gander in this one, where he uh, sprays out his foam on some of the people, and then all of a sudden they just completely dis- disappear in the next frame of the shot, or something like that, or they just fade out. Not just showing, yeah. not just showing any skeletal. like remains or anything like we've seen in earlier episodes of uh, Common Rider. They just completely disappear.
0: (laughs) Well, and along those lines, one of the other things I wanted to touch upon with that is that isn't it convenient that, okay, he he spits this – we'll just call it bubbly because he's called crab bubbler. He spits this bubbly substance out, Mm -hmm. and for basically anybody it touches, it dissolves them. But then in the final battle, he sprays in Common Rider's face, and all it does is temporarily blind him. It doesn't yeah. kill him. And I'm thinking, wonderful. How convenient <laughs> that are. Like, it just – I was – I'm not major really surprised <laughs> by that, but – it's yeah. just—it's frustrating because once again, we've talked—we talked about it ad nauseum here uh, last time with Spectre Man. We've talked about it a few times here with Common Rider, but it's the breaking of the rules. It's—it's—it's mm-hmm. it, it's, it's contrivances just so your hero, you know, mm-hmm. comes out—not only comes out on top, but it, it ends up in an underlying sense be kind of projected upon as being this uber individual
1: and the other the other thing i want to point out since you mentioned about uh breaking the rules uh in one of the scenes where they uh when common rider confronts minion the chakra minions and uh uh, connie bubbler for the second time where he was uh uh traveling out to find the base and everything after you know uh reading the uh uh, shortwave radio frequencies and all that stuff and he says you know where's where's the uh, the base and everything while well, beating down one of the minions and then I think uh, like uh, he was there at one point like maybe uh, at one of the bases there and then goes back and then it's like didn't you weren't you over at the base or something already <laughs> It's like, what? Why'd you hit, why did you have to go back and look at the map of the pinpointed location when you were kind of already there? Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it but, speaks for itself.
1: <laughs> but otherwise, it's uh, episode 19 is a really good episode besides uh, some, some of the shortfalls and some of um, – Kind of the, uh, a little bit of bending the rules and such.
0: Yeah. Uh, For me, for my final thoughts and grade, I wrote, it's not a bad episode. I love the plot of attempting to create a tsunami near Otaro and using a really cool looking crab-like villain is the icing on the cake. I enjoy most of the story but found a few plot points to be head-scratching, such as needing to locate the radio signal when that has never been much of an issue in the past. The action is fun and the villain is great as well, and I gave it an A-minus.
1: Yeah, Yeah, for me, Connie Bubbler, you know, a really uh, good-looking suit for the the Shocker General there. Um, A pretty good episode overall with some uh, minor criticisms here and there. uh, A little bit of uh, rule-bending as well, but uh, otherwise, they still... Stuck with the overall formula of comic writer in here, so I gave episode nineteen a B plus.
0: We're more or less on the same page. Mm -hmm. All right, so episode twenty, I have it titled as Fire Breathing Caterpillar Monster Dokugonder.
1: That's the same for me too. All right. Yeah, because I uh, this time uh, when watching these three episodes, I decided to watch the uh, was it the the Shout Factory version that's on uh, Tubi here, just to kind of give a kind oh. of a little bit of a test run of Tubi. <laughs> so, so, Tubi's so they might bad. yeah, so they might line up <laughs> this time around. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You want to go ahead and give a quick plot overview?
1: Yeah, with this one, it just kind of starts out with us uh, uh, being with this uh, professor and an assistant professor out in the uh, the nature, uh, trying to grab some uh, insect specimens here, and we uh, and then we have the professor stumbling upon a large caterpillar, which obviously turns out to be Dokogander there and. Uh, the professor gets frightened, and then falls off a cliff. Um, afterwards, and then next up, we see the uh, the rider girls cooling off near a river, and then hearing kids uh, singing at a nearby school. And then once they go over there, kind of talking with the kids and the teacher there, a, a, a random villager comes up, telling. Uh, the people there that they're going to be uh leaving this village the next day after a lot of people have been uh mysteriously disappearing uh around the uh the waterfall uh area and then talking about this uh giant cow- man-eating caterpillar uh there and then uh tachibana and hayato meet uh can't- basically the same villagers uh fleeing there it's saying the same thing so they're kind of looking out for the uh, the rider girls here which they run into a stranger which uh you know he dresses somehow in form a uh, formal attire with a top hat thank you <laughs> not sure <laughs> sort of the reason behind that but thank it's uh <laughs> actually dokugander in disguise leads them into this um um, kind of abandoned place traps them. So Tachi, uh, Tachibana Hayato and this assistant professor um, go look for uh, the Rider Girls until uh, Tachibana gets ambushed by the Shocker minions, and uh, Hayato and uh, the assistant professor uh, finds the camera of, of the missing professor there, and where Hayato. Runs into the minions, transforms into common uh, Rider and battles them along with uh, Doku Gander there. And common uh, Rider traces Tachibana's uh, Tachibana through his pipe transmitter. Again, sort of like the previous episode, kind of tracks down with uh, shortwave radio frequency here. And, um, and then finds the shocker base under the waterfall there and he finds uh the gain there strapped onto electric fi- uh electrified crosses battles Problem's both here uh giander and the minions rescuing the gain where uh, tachibana goes into this explosive room sets off uh one of the boxes of uh dynamite there uh destroying the base and then oh, a few minutes after that you get kama rider uh battling dokugander and defeating him for uh for the last time in this episode where we see Dokugander falling into the river and then all of a sudden transforming into this cocoon just floating down I, the river
0: there. I, I laughed at that, too, because it was unintentionally funny because as soon as he hits the water, boom, pops up this cocoon. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. That doesn't happen that I, fast. I
1: just, At first, I was like, did he poop out a cocoon or something?
0: I just I couldn't believe it. I'm like, that was... It, it, you have to. It's one of those things you have to see because it's unintentionally funny of just how they filmed it. It's mm-hmm. funny, but you brought up the whole formal formal attire of Dokugander in his human form, mm-hmm. and I saw that and I go, "Yeah, that's not a Disney trope there, where you know <laughs> this guy's the villain because he's wearing sunglasses, he's wearing a suit jacket, another formal attire." and a top hat. Mm-hmm. I'm going, yeah, this is what people wear when they go out into the forest.
1: Yeah. Sure. And uh, the other thing I want to touch upon is the the last part of the episode there where Dugga Gander floats down the river inside of that cocoon there, and you see Hayato uh, there kind of looking at it. You would have thought... That he would just destroy Gander right. right then and there with him, with him being vulnerable in that state, instead of just watching him down the river and just let, and then him probably uh, going somewhere and doing other evil deeds in the next episode, which fortunately we get <laughs> for episode twenty one here. It's yeah. like. Why? Why let him go? Because he's part of Shocker crew. You should, you know, try to illuminate them as fast as possible.
0: They uh, already hit their 30-minute time marker, so that's why. (laughs) that's why (laughs) but yeah i saw that too and i'm like he could have done like writer punch or writer kick or writer hopscotch and like taking care of that cocoon but i'm like yeah i mean again contrived i i'm willing to go with it um one of the things that i thought was very meta was uh initially when common writer meets uh doku gonder was he says so you're shocker's boss this week <laughs> <So> <laughs> i was i was like wow okay this this show is so, getting meta
1: <laughs> you could say it's kind of uh breaking the fourth wall in a way
0: <laughs> you just need him to go
1: <laughs>
0: and just wink at the camera or something
1: but uh yeah Otherwise I do like um, the design of the the caterpillar form of uh, Dokugander in which this which also one is here.
0: named Toxic Mothra or
1: Poison uh, Mothdor or Mothdar <laughs> oh
0: man <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, yeah it's it's a pretty uh, interesting uh, look and design for a, a shocker general in a way. And um, at first, I sort of thought like the little legs and stuff, kind of uh, kind of along the side of the chest. I thought that they were sort of nipples. <laughs>
0: I know. Well, like it does look nipples. like that. Yeah, I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> but I knew, I, I kind of knew they were legs, but yeah, the way they were molded, uh, they look like boobs. So, <laughs> um, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, I do like the suit. It's really well done. It definitely looks like a fuzzy caterpillar. I thought it was funny during um, one of the sequences of the final battle where um, Toxic Mothra gets flipped over. It's for a very brief moment, you see part of the f- blue fuzzy material from his back falls off. Oh, really? Goes <laughs> I didn't into quite the notice. creek. <laughs> yeah, it's very. You have to like notice. It. It's in like the bottom part of the screen where, where where you'll see it fly off and land into the creek. Um, but I like the trap that Toxic Mothra has for Common Rider uh, a little bit later in the episode, where he has Tachibana and and the biker girls or whatever you want to call them uh captured and has them strapped to electrodes to electrocute them but here we go again here's where the problem is is that he does actually begin to electrocute them and either once again due to contrivances which i do believe is the reason or because he's stupid and only like shocked him for with a low level type of electricity level um they all survive walk off with no issues whatsoever and, and they're strapped and being electrocuted for like what 45 seconds or something like that
1: and you would think with sort of the um, contraptions for the electricity how big those things were per you know cross that uh, each of the um, game were strapped onto, you would think that it would produce high enough voltage to maybe uh, kill someone within 30 seconds.
0: Well, yeah. And, and I (laughs) saw that too. And the fact that they were, they were being electrocuted for a decent amount of time. I thought, I know they're going to live, but, that definitely breaks this whole rule of you want to raise the stakes, you want to make it seem like your heroes and their friends could be put into situations occasionally where uh, bad stuff could happen to them. Mm -hmm. But then this completely breaks all that, even though you understand this is a kid's show, and they're the good guys very rarely. I mean, you'll see it more in Japanese shows than you do in American shows, but even then you know, okay, okay, They'll come out of this fine, but you still want to have those moments where if you cross a certain line, your heroes and or their friends could end up being seriously hurt or killed or something to that point. And what ends up happening here is you realize it doesn't matter. They probably could have a gun pointed to their head at point blank range have it go off and they would somehow survive that too the way that they Mm -hmm. had this whole scene set up um really sets a bad tone moving forward because you realize okay you're you, you understand a at other points, this group is going to get captured by other shocker villains and put in harm's way, but you realize it's not going to matter. Either, you know, Common writer's is going to show up in the nick of time, which happens in a lot of these hero type shows, regardless of whether they're East or West, or even if something bad is, a, is happening to them, like in this case with them being electrocuted, they're going to walk away. Mm-hmm. And... That's disappointing, and like I said, even though in the back of your head you know these people are going to walk away anyways, you want to be able to have the show still make you believe even for a brief moment that this could be the end. Like this is a line to where it's too far that Mm -hmm. unless something Mm -hmm. heroic happens… These guys are in deep trouble, and mm-hmm. they—they prove to me here that it's not going. And I—and like I said, I knew they were going to walk away, but the way they do it, the prolongedness of them being electrocuted, is—is is the real problem that I have here.
1: Yeah, but I know that uh, I mentioned the one time when we were going through like um the list of the rider girls how long that they're going to be sticking around and i think one of them is going to be sticking around until i believe episode 23 or something like that we never see them again so we may may see uh something happen for uh next time in the next couple of months uh, whenever we uh, revisit uh, common rider because that's going to be in the next batch of episodes that we're going to be talking about, but uh, we'll we'll have to see. But yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a kids show, so they're probably not going to show as much. Although they sort of showed some gruesome scenes uh, earlier in the well, series. yeah, earlier in
0: the series, yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: With with. Uh, you know, some uh, skeletal remains and some blood and all that, but not quite as much blood compared to that <laughs> Common Rider teaser that <laughs> I've seen.
0: Yeah, I I know some people are, are defending the violence, saying it's very uh, reminiscent of what this original series was. And I would say, yeah, up to a point that is true, but I would argue it's nowhere – the, the difference is in the brutality. The brutality of this original series is nowhere near what is being depicted in that Shin Kamen Rider uh, moment. And, and I would even argue, though, to the blood spatters, it, the number of them and, and just the way that they're filmed is, is made to be more shocking than what we have seen uh, in the series as well. So mm. we'll talk about Shin Kamen Rider at some other point. Yeah. Um, but yeah – Um, So my final thoughts on this episode And rating is I really enjoyed this episode as well The Shocker generals seemingly are looking better As time progresses And the stories are exploring some fun ways For Shocker to attack Ryder And to try and destroy parts of Japan However, I found the surviving the electrocution by Tachibana and others to be very convenient and against any means of trying to up the stakes while putting characters into any real danger. This moment took every suspension of disbelief I had, which wasn't a lot to begin with, of course, concerning that writer's friends could be in any mortal danger. Sure, it's a kid's show, and the odds of any of them dying was next to zero, but you still want to believe they could die in certain situations. Regardless, it's a fun episode that I'm looking forward to the conclusion to, and I gave it an A-minus as well.
1: Not bad, not bad. Yeah, for this one, it's sort of like um, the one – uh spectre man episode uh what was it episode 15 where they were just kind of in one location throughout the entire episode not going anywhere else just only the forest and then the base there that's pretty much the entire um scenes or uh settings for this episode so uh Pretty much what I mentioned in the uh, the synopsis, that's kind of pretty much all happens here. So it doesn't seem like a whole lot happens compared to the previous episode uh, here. But of course, we still get some fights uh, here and there um, and the like. And then, yeah, kind of uh, uh, some of the couple criticisms as far as that uh, the electrocution part and then... um, uh, Hayato just kind of letting Dokugander uh, off the hook by being in the cocoon while floating down uh, the river or the creek there while not even finishing him off right then and there. So that's kind of dumb on his part. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> otherwise, uh, episode 20 is a pretty good episode, uh, good design of Dokugander here. Um uh, the uh, the caterpillar form. Um, so uh, a pretty decent story. Again, some uh, criticisms that I mentioned earlier, but um, otherwise, I would give episode twenty a B minus.
0: All right. So the final episode that we're covering here in this podcast, episode twenty one. It's titled Dokugander confrontation at Osaka Castle.
1: Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> All right. You
0: want to give a brief plot synopsis?
1: <laughs> yeah, let me scroll here. Um, yeah, so we get to see the uh, assistant, uh, same assistant professor um, at uh, his university there. I think it's the, the Hashin uh, University there uh, being interviewed by the press saying that uh, he had evidence of this large caravan. Killer, which is Dokogander went in to try to retrieve the evidence but somehow they disappear but then stumbles upon his uh, professor just coming out randomly from the wall there in this, uh, same room that's being used from other previous episodes that you probably Thank you. noticed. Oh so. man, we're on
0: the same wavelength. <laughs> we are on the same wavelength. <laughs> I so, didn't know if you would catch that or not. <laughs> oh, I, I,
1: I knew right away as soon as they went to that, uh, uh, shot there. Uh, so, um, with that uh, Hayato was uh, traveling down the road there via motorcycle and gets confronted by Dokugander the moth form and battles him along with the minions there and then you had a uh, Taki in, coming in uh, telling Hayato that Shocker's uh, planning something in Osaka there and then, uh, apparently, he had uh, Shocker pretty much kidnapping the assistant professor. And we get to find out that the professor turns out to be actually Dr. Gander in disguise.
0: <laughs> Who didn't see Shocker! To... <laughs> <laughs> no pun, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and uh, so... Um, Nextly, uh, Dokugander wanted the assistant professor to uh, make more cyborg Dokuganders using this uh, special serum that uh, apparently he invented, which I don't know why he wanted to make more, which where did he come from? Made by a shocker. Shockers should probably make more. (laughs) So that's sort of kind of a a plot hole in a way. and then, yeah, shut up. <laughs> and I then say anything. I know. <laughs> just, just <laughs> stopping you. <laughs> so then we get to see uh, one of the uh, the rider girls running into the shocker uh, minions, fending him off from kidnapping one of the assistant professors' child. Which par- apparently uh, this uh, daughter of the assistant professor is being disguised as uh, one of the uh, uh, his. Uh, daughter's friends or something um, and then Hayato and Taki try to interrogate one of the shocker minions but they get ambushed by uh, Tokugander and uh, fight him off uh, with uh, uh oh having a brain fart here uh, Hayato chain, uh, turning into Common Rider um, uh, battling him Uh, And the like, and then uh, the shocker minions kidnap the two children here. And then, uh, am I, am I going a little bit too far here? Uh, I think, let's see here. Trying to look at my notes. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So uh, the, the writer girl's. Yeah, I was going a little bit ahead of here <laughs> in my notes so before the shocker minions kidnapped uh, the two children the rider girls run into a disguised uh, tachibana they're taking uh, photos nearby the uh, those, uh, Osaka castle there where they get um, confronted by uh, Dokugander and his minions kidnapped them and then they kidnapped children there and then they had him on crosses uh, once more here but not you know um um uh, uh equipped with uh, like electrodes and all that he was about to uh take him out until Kamen Rider all of a sudden just randomly arrives uh fending them off and rescuing uh the game once again and then you had uh uh kamen rider and tachibana uh infiltrate the base rescuing the uh uh oh i'm going ahead again uh the assistant professor tricks uh Gander uh when adding his uh A special serum to these uh, cocoons that were in this sort of uh, little um, fish tank there. And it was sort of a serum that dissolved the cocoons. Then uh, Kamen Rider Tachibana come in and rescue the assistant professor, battles uh, Delgander and the minions uh, once more along with Taki. And then he gets defeated. And that's pretty much it of uh, episode 21.
0: Yeah. Um, again, another terrific suit here. Toxic Mothra looks very, very good. Um, I, I I mean, I, I love it an awful lot. Dare I say the head part looks even more Moth-like than we do from Mothra in yeah. any iteration <laughs> as well. Because I, I looked at that and I go, that – basically is anatomically accurate and I forget the moth species that this one is more representative of uh, but I mean this the, not just the suit but especially the head part of this suit looks incredible I, I mean mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that even though obviously uh, again for the umpteenth time these shows are produced very quickly and usually the budget isn't all what you would want it to be they decided. Look, our villains are obviously uh, a foundation for this series. We need to make sure that they look good. And and speaking again, of, they do look good.
1: And speaking of uh, tight budgets and then producing these episodes out fast, you can kind of, you can sort of see it within this episode, particularly when you had uh, Taki's uh, uh, Jeep there exploding. You can definitely tell it was. Uh, kind of a miniature uh set right there and then as well as when uh Gander flies off uh when we see him for the first time you can definitely tell that was also a miniaturized set and as well as a miniaturized uh uh Doku Gander there and as well as the the final battle between kamen rider and Doku Gander there where they were kind of jumping around uh osaka there can that was also miniature versions of dokugandr or kamen rider and as well as uh, miniature buildings and set there of uh osaka
0: I, I find it funny. It's kind of that thing we've <clears throat> seen in cartoons uh, periodically, including such shows as Family Guy, where it kind of pokes fun at pop culture, where writer um, does kind of a finisher on Toxic Mothra, and then Toxic Mothra lands on this building and not only blows up, but then there's – Another really big explosion that takes out the main building that he landed yeah. on, as well as surrounding buildings. I'm going, holy mackerel! That's- it's like it's like was he, he equipped, equipped was built with, with uh, explosives? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's
1: like was he equipped with explosions or explosives, or was the the building itself was an, an acme
0: sort of it was, uh, explosive building <laughs> it, it was one of those where it was a combination of holy crap and laughing at the same time because yeah. it was it was funny and you're like wow i mean that was big for you know a human sized individual to like land that's that's like if he were to land on my house take out my house and like Five houses on either side of me.
1: <laughs> well, and then and then with those miniaturized uh, Kamen Rider and uh, Gander, when you see them compared to the buildings themselves, it seems like those miniatures were almost about the same size as the buildings, or possibly a little bit bigger. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, scales off. Yeah, scale was a little bit off. I, w- I wouldn't say a little bit. It was quite off.
0: <laughs> yeah, Doku Gander is like one story tall. And yeah. <laughs> it's not exactly how it goes. But uh, again, I kind of let things like that go for the most part. It's still funny, nevertheless. Um, one of the things that disappointed me, though, was when you see a title such as Confrontation at Osaka Castle, I really thought, oh, wow, this would be. Um, really awesome to have a battle at osaka castle but it doesn't happen there it happens kind of around it
1: yeah mainly around the the grounds of the castle
0: yeah and i really thought oh man like if granted yes i know it would be sets Mm -hmm. but i thought maybe they would have sets that would involve things being inside of osaka castle maybe even dokugandr's uh Base could be located um, like underneath the castle as well, or even just inside the castle, like up at the top level or something. And I was have, getting really excited, and when then I have saw like a title,
1: yeah, and have like a miniature set of the castle itself, yeah. <laughs> You're
0: like because I really was hoping or something. for something fun, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, you know, I through Godzilla movies and through um, you know other movies and shows that have had not only the Osaka Castle but some of these other uh japanese uh medieval castles i i love the aesthetics i love how all these castles look and even when they've done some shots Mm -hmm. that are supposed to represent the inside of one of these castles i'm like oh man there's so much potential here Mm -hmm. you could have for something like this and i was hoping we would get something similar to that here but i i mean they, they they like like you said, it's just kind of around the grounds at best. You know, it, you know, you don't get it inside the castle or even right up next to the castle. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And then uh, one of the other problems, and I sort of uh, mentioned about it earlier in the synopsis, is that uh, Dougal Gander wanted the assistant professor to use this special special serum uh, to create more G- Dokugander cyborgs, which I mean, you had the Shocker <laughs> already sort of doing that when they created Dokugander to begin with. So why have someone else that was outside of uh, the Shocker um, group there trying to make more <laughs> of of you when you had Shocker? can do practically whatever they want and they can make duplicates of Gander if they wanted to
0: yeah and I thought it was funny uh, newspaper for toilet paper like was that ever a thing like my understanding was that people if they um, uh, recycled their newspaper they were going to get rolls of toilet paper is that what it was supposed to be Or were they turning newspaper into toilet paper?
1: I have no clue if that was... That to me
0: wasn't clear.
1: I have no clue if that was a thing back then. Who knows? I mean, if if you're maybe sort of poor or something, or if you're somewhere and don't have access to toilet paper, Mm -hmm. that could be... A possibility
0: (laughs) well yeah but like i said i didn't know if they were trading like if you gave them newspaper you didn't want anymore they would give you some toilet paper or were they turning recycled newspaper into toilet paper i I, to me that wasn't clear at all
1: i probably would just assume that they'll use it to recycle and make toilet paper out of it
0: yeah, I mean, the reason why I'm spending enough time mm-hmm. on it is because I've never heard of such a thing before. Like, I've never heard of anything like that here in the states, uh, and and nothing like that anywhere else until I saw it here in this episode. Because I'm thinking, wait a minute, i, I mean, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. But um, it was just something that I found very interesting and wanted to learn a little bit more of. But um, I, I mean, this is another really fun episode. I. Think the conclusion of the Toxic Mothra storyline was fairly entertaining. That continued the uniqueness and silliness of the previous episode. I really dig the Toxic Mothra suit, and the plan of growing a number of Moth cocoons to human size is another unique plot point that uses the attributes of the shocker general of the week. The fights are fun and are a plenty. Another good episode. Three for three, another A- hmm.
1: Not bad, not bad. Yeah, I I do like this uh, version of Doku Gander better than the the Cal- the caterpillar uh, version. It one of the better ones alongside it with a uh, stronger
0: defender of that,
1: <laughs> along with a uh, kind of bubbler <laughs> there. Um, and uh, of course um, sort of uh, the basic premise here and there. Not sure why they want to uh, Add in to have an assistant professor try to make more uh, dokuganders when Shocker can do uh, or duplicate as much as they want to. Go ahead.
0: He didn't make the um, ganders. He had the serum that would make them grow bigger significantly faster so that they would have more of an army to quickly be unleashed into combat. Uh, writer, that was the reason he had the serum to make him grow fast very quickly.
1: I mean, couldn't <laughs> grow
0: fast very quickly. That I was mean, uh, that. That was dumb. Uh, I to mean, make him grow big very quickly.
1: I mean, when when Shocker has sort of the same thing too, just to make him like uh, progress faster. Like they probably sort of did. I don't with think they Dr. did. <laughs> But, um, they
0: were able to produce the cocoons fast, but they didn't have anything to make the cocoons grow to Dokogander's size yeah. fast.
1: Yeah, whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty good uh, episode uh, with this one. A um, little bit of uh, a couple downsides, I would say, as far as a story. Sort of a little bit the same compared to uh the last episode although we get more uh settings uh compared to the previous one where it's just uh forestry um countryside and then inside of uh the shocker base uh here and then kind of a nice uh setting of uh the osaka castle and then uh pretty good uh miniatures here although um they were a little bit cheap um, compared to some of the other ones here, which you can definitely tell. But I mean, with uh, kind of a tight budget and then uh, fast producing uh, episodes, I mean, sort of what you get with it. Um, but otherwise, episode 21 is a pretty good episode. I would give this one a B.
0: So, yeah, I mean, this whole section uh, I thought was really good. And especially after Spectre Man. And again, I know we talked <laughs> about this a couple times before and the whole Spectre Man thing, which was also produced by Toei, um, was just kind of I, I, I don't know if, if, if they were just given a smaller budget overall or, or what the deal is behind that. But the Common Rider series, as goofy as it can be, um, sh- sh- is definitely head and shoulders uh, above Spectre Man. And again, like I said earlier, I'm not trying to, you know, crap on Spectre Man. It has some entertainment value with it for sure. But Common um, Rider is just a more solid series that I, I do find myself paying a lot more attention to – the common writer episodes than I do Spectrum Man. Spectrum Man a lot of times <clears throat> I kind of drift off and unless Dr. Gory or Karis is on screen, I, I'm I'm usually barely paying enough attention to just kind of get the gist of what's going on. So mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean a solid group of episodes here.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And so with that, we conclude this episode of Daikaiju Network podcast. Another reminder that we will be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, however, we will be starting an hour and a half later, be 2.30 Eastern time, uh, two Saturdays from now. And that will be our only podcast for the month of May. And instead of doing Spectre Man, we are going to have a general discussion of – the 1998 TriStar Godzilla movie may marks the 25th anniversary of that film this year and so um we're going to be discussing not just the film itself but kind of the impact and the legacy it has uh for the last two and a half decades and mm-hmm. so uh, I'm looking forward to that discussion and yes I will be praising the movie for the most part. <laughs> so. yeah.
1: yeah for the next <laughs> probably three hours
0: <laughs> Yeah well I see Jason in the back I see at the very least uh, three 398 things at least on the top shelf there. Yeah.
1: So you probably You probably won't be able to see it on screen here but you can at least see uh, the miniature, uh, the mini bank on the lower shelf right there, oh, uh, right still, there, yeah. still in box right there. Most, most of the, uh, the 98 ones, except for, I think maybe one that are still
0: in box. <laughs> yep. Fantastic film. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so, uh, before we sign off, I just want to, uh, do, uh, uh, one final uh, housekeeping here if you watch if you're watching us on YouTube and if you see the uh, the uh, subscribe button down below Make sure to hit that uh, button as well as smash the uh, the like button as well uh, to kind of uh, uh, kind of make the uh, the YouTube algorithm uh, recommend us uh, more and uh, you can find us everywhere all in one place at our Linktree page right on your screen there forward slash Daikaiju Network and besides uh, YouTube we're on Twitch, Rumble, Facebook and as well as Odyssey for video platforms and then on audio uh, platforms we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts iHeartRadio as well as TuneIn and you can find both audio and video versions of our episodes at our own website at daikaijunetwork.com
0: and with that. Thank you so much for listening to us and we will be back in a couple of weeks for our discussion on TriStar's Godzilla movie twentieth, 25th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Myself.
1: Indeed. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.